With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Monday, November 30th, and uh, we are delighted that you're joining us because that's what we do here. We just meet with you every single day. We talk to you. It's this community. I love it. Mark, you know, I was thinking about this as I was taking a Peloton class that there is a sense of the team, the Peloton, the Jill on Money Peloton right here. Maybe we could start a hashtag Jill on Money Peloton group. What do you think, Mark? If you're listening right now and you do Peloton, like Mark and I do this, we're a little obsessive. It's okay. Uh, let us know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll tell you our usernames. <sighs> Mark, you don't share that with anyone except me, right? Okay. Mark says that he would share his Peloton username with other podcast listeners. So, you know, let us know. Meanwhile, if you know someone who could benefit from this program, would you mind just shooting them a link? to it. Just go to jillonmoney.com, shoot them the link and say, hey, you can subscribe to this cool podcast right here. And we have it on the front door of the website right now. So without further ado, remember, if you have a financial question, we'd love to hear from you. And you can email us, askjill at jillonmoney.com. You can go to jillonmoney.com and click on the contact button. That's how you get in touch with us. So let's get to your questions because that's what we do. All right, here we go. This is from Dave, who says, Hi, Jill. I've been a recent follower listener and love your work on the podcast and your book. Wish I found them both way sooner. I had a late start investing due to indecisiveness and a lack of knowledge, saving it in cash. So trying to catch up in my late 40s, I'll likely work up to maybe beyond 65 if I am able. I am currently a defense contractor in Hawaii. That must be a great place to live, right? My wife is a homemaker. She's got a side hustle selling hand-sewn COVID masks. Hmm. We've got one child who will go to college locally because of COVID concerns if she has to move out of state. All right, here we go. Here's the questions. Ready? Pay down mortgage or invest? Invest. Two, asset allocation. I own the same life cycle fund in the 401k and the Roth IRA. Should I diversify one or the other in different index funds? Should I adjust something to be more aggressive? Eh, you don't need to be more aggressive. I think it really matters how much money is um, in here. So let's see what you got. Let's see here. A Roth IRA has uh, $158,000. And a thrift savings plan in a target date fund. So I would leave the thrift savings plan in the target date fund, but I would look at a Vanguard, the Vanguard account, and that I would use different index funds. Okay. I would do that. You know, you can run through, Vanguard has plenty of ways that you can work through that and, you know, get your asset allocation, but don't go crazy with being aggressive. Really. There's no need to do that. There is zero reason for you to pay off your mortgage. <laughs> he, he just refinanced the mortgage. You ready for this? Mark, it's 2.25%. Do not pay that off. No way. 
Um, the daughter's college will be paid for through the GI Bill. Term life insurance, perfect. Overall, here's what I think. If you are done maxing out retirement accounts, then you can just have a plain old investment account, a taxable investment account. I would do it at Vanguard, make that happen. You also note that you have an American fund stock holding that's not actively traded. I mean, it would be good if you could just hold that all in the same account. Um, I don't know which American fund you own, but that's what I would do. Do not pay down that mortgage. No way. And do not get more aggressive. Saving more is what you need to do. Not get more aggressive. Okay? Good. Okay. This is from Paul, who says, love the show. Thanks for taking the time to help all of us. Okay. Paul has five kids. Oh, my God. He's got Coverdell ESAs. Those are education savings accounts for the oldest four. And he says, I like the options better than the 529s. And we weren't going to contribute more than $2,000 annually. Anyway, okay, that seems fine. We haven't set up an account for the fifth yet. Due to investing in different things in each account, our second and third child, who are in 10th and 7th grades, have enough for in-state tuition for four years each. And we're on track for the fourth, currently in fourth grade. But our oldest, his account didn't do as well, and it only has $25,000. Thankfully, he wants to attend community college and pursue a trade instead of four years at a university. Tuition there is $5,000 annually, and he'll live at home for the two years. That's great. I'm leaning heavily towards paying the tuition out of pocket and rolling his account to his youngest sibling, which would then give us 12 years to grow the funds to cover her college. That's great. We would wait until he's done with school to do so. I understand we have to roll it over by the time he's 30, um, or does he have to do it? <sighs> I'm not sure. I don't know who, who has to do it, but I get it. I get the game plan. Each of the four oldest also have nine months of the post-9-11 GI Bill, which we can roll among the four. Our daughter wasn't with us when I retired from active duty, so she is ineligible for those benefits. So here is the question. Would you pay out of pocket for community college and roll the money to our youngest? Would you keep contributing to each of the accounts? How would you assess when to use the post 9-11 GI Bill? Hmm. I would definitely keep contributing to the accounts. I would use the, the GI Bill sooner rather than later. I think I would do that and let these accounts continue to grow because that's the tax benefit of using those. Yeah, I think that I could, I think you can pay out of pocket for community college. And and I should just also note that um, he says they're on track for retirement. And so that's good. They're in their early 40s and could retire fully in the mid 50s when the kids are grown. I think that that works. I like the game plan. I think you would want to use the the GI Bill sooner rather than later. That's my main thing. And yes, I think rolling it to the other is a, a good idea. But do check the rules so we don't mess anything up. Okay. All right. Next. Steve writes, hi, Jill. I'm a longtime listener and I love the show. My wife recently lost her job that paid about $75,000 per year. She had a good severance package and we are doing fine financially. She had about $350,000 in a traditional 401k and she now has the option to roll over into an IRA. Assuming that we will both retire in seven plus years from now, and for argument's sake, let's say the 350 grows to 500 grand by the time we retire, I was thinking that maybe we should do a backdoor Roth conversion now 
while the taxes are lower and the account has time to appreciate. Ha ha. Okay. I like the idea. The question is whether it makes sense to use the funds from my brokerage account that have appreciated considerably over the past year to pay for the taxes that are due. They're currently in a 24% tax bracket. So they're going to have about 85 grand in taxes that would be due. Well, you wouldn't want to do it all at once, I don't think. Hold on a second. You're making, let's see. Let me just see something here. I'm looking up the tax brackets right now. I don't want to pop you into a new tax bracket. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to be in 24% if you do this all at once. So you'd have to do a little bit at a time. And the question is, do you sell some of the stock that's appreciated to do the conversion? So here's what I would say. I think that you would want to look at converting the portion of this that would keep you in the 24% tax bracket. Because once you start converting it, that just adds to your taxable income. You can't do it all at once because then you're going to pop into 32%. That makes no sense. Um, But at the 15% long-term capital gains rate, it probably makes sense to start taking some money off the table anyway. So I think that that makes sense to me. I like the idea of doing it. I would do it a little bit at a time to stay within the, the tax bracket. And I have no problem taking money off the table. You know, I really don't. But you really have to be careful not to not to pop yourself into a higher tax bracket by converting all at once. Okay, John writes, uh, he wants to know whether we're on track for success or is there more to do? So my wife and I live in New York and are in what I think is a unique scenario. We're 40 years old with a four and seven-year-old. Just last year, we moved from one home to another, mainly to meet our needs. In one year's time, the rates were so much better that we just refied. That's fine. I feel we have all of our ducks in a row, but maybe not as... Uh, well as we could or should be doing. We have savings in addition to an emergency fund. I have a 457 plan. My wife has a 401k, both of which I fear could be higher in current value. Like anything could be higher. We've got 529s for each kid. They were on target as far as current value. Two cars, one is totally paid off. No credit card debt, no school loans. One thing we are lacking is money and investments outside of retirement. I'm curious as to what our next money move should be, keeping in mind our ages and compared to our kids and mortgage length. I currently work as a civil servant. I will eventually have a state pension, which factors into retirement funding decision making. Thank you for your time in reading this. Okay. So, John, here's the deal. I think that um, you didn't give me the balances of all of this. So I don't know how much money you have. What I would do is I would go to your retirement plans or any calculator online and run some retirement numbers and see where you stand. And if you look at that and you say at 40 years old, we're completely on track for retirement, you can absolutely open up a taxable investment account. No problem. But it makes more sense for us to work towards a goal than just doing this blind. So go check out at Jill on Money. We've got a lot of links to retirement calculators. You can do it yourself. You can do it you know, in your 401k or your 457. I'm sure they have it. You want to factor in those pensions. And I think then we could go backwards and say, ah, you know what? It's time for us to start using a taxable account. But do the planning first. That makes more sense. Okay. I hope that makes sense to you. It makes sense to me. 
Okay, here we go. Uh, Last question of the day is from someone who says, I've not received my stimulus check yet. I always filed taxes. I filed for 2019. I never received a check. When I went to the IRS website, it said, you know, he went to the get my payment. Is there a different site to enter my information? Hmm. Maybe you didn't qualify for a stimulus check. I'm not sure. I need more information. All right. Uh, that's it. That is the program. So we want to thank you so much for listening. Send us questions. Of course, ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. And if you're on the website, JillOnMoney.com, all you have to do is just click on the contact button. And if you wouldn't mind, leave us a review and a rating. It helps us. And Mark really wants to get to 1000 by the end of this year. So thank you so much for listening. As always, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, and lift somebody else up today. It will make you feel better. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.